So welcome. It's that time again. My favorite time on the Symphonies for the Mind journey is actually not just creating the meditations, recording the med meditations, which comes with, with its frustrations. If you've ever tried to record a meditation and then the editing process, uh, I've simplified that in back in the day. Oh my goodness. Did that cause me a lot of headache, the editing process. But today I I'm a lot better with editing meditations um, because of certain software that I use. But my favorite part is this time, Symphonies for the Mind, the live call that I host every month for a few reasons, as I shared with you the three. First of all, reason number one, I get to inspire the pants off of you with your new whoop whoop. Look at Jacqueline with her glass of wine joining in. She's had a hard day and she's poured herself a glass of wine. She's here. I'm so excited. Kelly, Matt, welcome. Um, so reason number one I host these calls is to inspire you around, you've got a new meditation. Oh my goodness. September's a new month, a new personal growth theme. You know, symphonies was created to marry the power of personal growth with the magic and effectiveness of meditation. That's the place to do the work. So every two months, we work on a transformational personal growth theme. So the first reason to join the call is I get to share that new theme with you, what it's about, why I chose it, and your new meditation. And reason number two is hopping onto these live calls. I know a lot of you listen to the recordings, which is great. They're up on the member site, or I put it on the Facebook group, the recording of these live calls. So whether you're on the live call, which is even more magical, I think, because of the human connection element of it, or you're listening to the recording of these live calls, it helps you stay connected to not only symphonies for the mind, but most importantly, to meditation and how powerful and I always like to use the word vital it is in your life especially now. I mean, I don't know about you, but I just think the world life is getting crazier, baby. Oh my goodness. We thought pandemic was crazy. I just think it's just going even more nuts. And the more nuts the world gets, our lives get, the more you need something like meditation. And then the third re reason, it's that human connection element. I think it's really, really vital. It fills me up that that is a huge part of symphonies for the mind. But I think we, more importantly than that, we need it. You know, when someone hops on the symphonies for the mind journey, I always reach out and offer a one-on-one -on -one call. And I know right away, if this person is going to stay on the journey with me for a while and allow me to inspire them for a while, if they if they um, hop on a live call with me, if they don't, and there's been some humans in the past that have not have chosen not to, that's that's their choice. They tend to fall off the journey very quickly because there's no connection, and and it happens. There's no connection yet, and and so that's why these 
calls I find are so important when, you know, we live in a world of digital disconnection and this thing, woo, 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 it has us just, and with the looming world of AI before us, we're right in it now, we are feeling more disconnected than ever. So that's why this has always been meant to be a connection journey, not just a meditation journey. So welcome to the live monthly call. I'm really happy that you uh, made the time, sent out all those reminders because we all have busy lives so that you can, you know, maybe hop on with me. So tonight I'm just going to inspire you with your new theme, Your Mind is Free. And uh, I'll try to keep this to about 35 minutes, although I'm already over. (laughs) But uh, just so you can get to bed on time. So the mind is free or my mind is free is the theme we are launching into next month. And I'm really excited about this. I know I say that with every theme, but I'm really excited about this. (laughs) Super, uber excited. Because this meditation, your meditation, I like to say your meditation, I compose it for you. I really do. Uh, That's the connection piece. I, I keep all of you in mind. And I have the honor to connect with quite a few of you one on one. Occasionally, we hop on a call together, just to check in with what's going on in your life. You know, we're all going through very similar things. And so when I say this is your meditation, I feel like I do compose it and create it for you. And that's why I often hear, Ange, this is exactly what I needed to work on. I say, I know. It's like we're all connected. Everything is one, really. It plays out here on Symphonies for the Mind, you know. So this theme this month is literally a way to look at it or think about it. As you're sitting there listening, you might just want to close your eyes just for a moment here and allow these words to settle and sink. And just slow down your breath a bit and receive this because it's super powerful. The mind is free. My mind is free. Is a quiet, calm declaration, a recognition that this is so. It's always been so, that the mind is free. There is no process, there is no journey to, there is no path. Who you are, how you were born, how you were created, the mind is free. That's it. And the practice is just accessing that free mind. It's there. It always has been. It always will be. And even if you don't feel it, even if you, if there is some part of you right now or when you're listening to this or when you're working with the meditation this month, even if there's some part of you that is arguing with this, my mind is free. That's okay. There is something very powerful about declaring it, though, recognizing it. Even if it doesn't feel like that, 
right now for you, or even if it doesn't feel like that quite often. And even if you don't think it's feasible, given what you're going through right now, even if you don't think your mind is free yet, the yet part even is powerful because it means it's possible. If we keep up the work, but we start this meditation and you'll see right off the bat, you hear the words, my mind is free. It is a quiet, calm declaration, a recognition that this is so. And doing the work, that's key around this. Keep up the work on this, keeping up the work on this, regardless of where you are at and what's happening in life. Even if life seems to be falling apart, and especially if, if that's the case, keep up this work. That's why I always emphasize that Symphonies for the Mind was created for you to go deeper with a powerful personal growth theme. Because let's face it, we humans tend to pick and choose these personal growth themes like they're cherries off a tree, you know, flavor of the day, and we don't go deep with it. We do a surface job. Hey, I'll put my hand up for that. <laughs> you know, personal growth junkie here for like 30 years or more. Oh, geez, I'll read about that. And But I, I don't really go deep with it. Here as well, I wanted to share a few words I read this morning from A Course in Miracles. It's just a daily spiritual practice that I do every day and after my meditation. And it really does inspire uh, the meditations that I compose for you and some of the elements that I weave throughout. So the words go something like this. Do you want a quietness that cannot be disturbed? a gentleness that can never be hurt, a deep abiding comfort and rest so perfect it can never be upset. Then we must be content to know this too is possible for us. There's no need to be upset that perhaps we don't feel this as of yet. that the mind doesn't often feel free. We can be at peace about the mind not feeling that way right now. And that's where we begin, just to be at peace with that. Okay, I loved those words. Do you want a quietness that cannot be disturbed, a gentleness that can never be hurt, a deep abiding comfort and a rest so perfect it can never be upset. The key part about this, according to A Course in Miracles, is that already exists within you. There's no out there. There's no attaining and achieving and path to. It's there. It's an accessing. It's a daily practice. Specifically, A Course in Miracles says, it's a mind training practice. That's why I'm so inspired by the course, but also the fact that meditation is a very powerful way to train the mind, your greatest asset in life. 
So we're going to continue doing the work. We need to be happy learners, the Course says. Just content to be just doing the work. Happy to be learning how to be more peaceful, more free, even if we don't always feel like, feel it or if we don't feel it yet. So I just thought I'd share these words from A Course in Miracles as they in themselves give me so much peace and freedom to just keep moving forward, to keep doing the work myself, to stay committed to it. Because we tend to be so hard on ourselves that we should be at a certain point. We should have it all figured out or be better at this. We should be not so off track. On and on it goes, right? We're, we're so good at being hard on ourselves. Myself included. I'll put myself in, in that little puddle. So now let's launch into your meditation. And again, a little bit deeper with the theme itself, the mind is free. I thought this theme was particularly powerful and relevant from all my inspired readings in many different er areas, readings from Buddhist, Buddhism, Buddhist practices, that's always intrigued me, the areas of non-judgment, compassion, not arguing with reality, to, as I mentioned, my readings from A Course in Miracles, and specifically for this month, I've integrated a practice that's referenced in A Course in Miracles quite often, the practice, uh, practice of stepping back in the mind. It's becoming that quiet observer, not caught up in it like we tend to get, but the practice of stepping back. And I've integrated that into your meditation. And also the work of Byron Katie. I'm not sure if you have come across her work. The work is actually called The Work. She's brilliant. This lady went through probably 10 to 15 years of severe psychological depression. I think she was committed at one point and she came out with some brilliant pieces of work to help people really shift their mind and mindset. And I've integrated something of hers into your meditation and because it was inspired by a quote of hers that goes like this, I don't let go of stressful thinking. I question it till it lets go of me. I love that. It, it feels so fluid and kind of non-invasive, like I don't have to do anything. I just have to step back, quietly note it, and allow it to let go of me. So I've integrated that, woven that into your practice. It's beautiful. I, I love that. And then obviously, I've integrated the power of visualization through meditation, a huge aspect of jo jo Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, using the power of the mind to visualize and manifest. So all of this is woven throughout your practice. And next month, we go deeper with it because the second month, first month, we get our feet wet. And the second month we go deeper and the ego will say, I'm getting bored, Ange. I need something new. Okay. 
try your best to get that ego ass mind out of the way and just go deeper, not listen to it and just get, I'm just going to go deeper with this practice. So this month you have two meditations. I've uh, plus an intro. I always now record an intro, which is about five minutes long. And that's a good little recording to listen to throughout the month, maybe once a week even. Um, it's shorter than the monthly call recording. So listening to that once a week keeps you connected with the theme. If you kind of feel like you're going, why am I working on this? or the ego ass mind is getting in the way. That's how I refer to it. The ego ass. Uh, I like it. <laughs> then you can listen to that short recording to just kind of get the mind on track. But I've recorded two meditations for you this month. One is 13 minutes long for those of you who have a shorter daily practice. And the other one, I call it the extended practice. Same elements woven throughout it's about 18 minutes long for those of you who have a longer practice. Okay. Neither is, you know, not saying a longer one is better. It's whatever you are really working with right now. And I composed this meditation to a new piece of music. So lovely called a radiant soul. I actually shared the meaning of that on the Facebook group. This is a very special piece as it is both very spiritual, divine in nature, but it also integrates what's called binaural beats. It's a special brainwave music that is very calming, very therapeutic for the brain, mind, and heart. And you'll actually hear very subtly, and it's beautiful throughout the meditation because we we come into this part where we um, are meant to access the elevated emotion of compassion. And you will actually hear a subtle, like beating uh, in that piece, part of the music. And I thought that was beautiful because that subtle beating comes in. And you know, when the brain calms, you actually engage what's called heart intelligence. Like your heart is literally opening. This is what's called, Dr. Joe did a lot, has, does a lot of research on this. It's called heart coherence. And it's studied by the HeartMath Institute. Super powerful. So when we talk about um, wholehearted living, opening your heart, you're actually create creating that powerful state through meditation. And this piece of uh, music is actually incredibly powerful for that. So um, as you will see with this meditation, which is going to be live for you uh, tomorrow morning, early, one day earlier than normal, because I'm hitting the road for a little trip tomorrow. So I thought I'm going to put it up live for you. But I'll also be uploading lighter your past meditations under the resources pages, okay? So I do encourage you though, I've started doing that for certain meditations. I do encourage you, even though people say, oh, I love the past meditations, use them as kind of icing on the cake, not as your foundational practice. Now I can't tell you what to do. You guys are whole and complete and 
but I do encourage you to use the meditate main theme as your main morning meditation, and then maybe use the other meditations as kind of like evening meditations or when you're going through something in particular, things like that. Um, so again, the meditation ex itself, it begins with a declaration, a recognition, like you'll hear that right off the bat. And now my mind is free. Okay, it is a quiet, calm acknowledgement that this is just so. It's just so. It, it just is. There's no arguing with it. There's no process. There's just no, no journey to this is just the way it is. So it opens with that. And this is quietly and calmly repeated throughout the meditation so that it continues to sink into the subconscious mind, which becomes more open through meditation. And we practice slowing down the breath. And then we arrive at a place where you practice integrating abdominal breathing, the abdominal rising with the inhalation and deflating on the exhalation. And this is very healing and therapeutic. It is also stated that a free mind, it, at that point, you... I'd, it's also emphasized throughout the meditation that a free mind is your natural state. Just in case there's a part of you that's arguing with that. Oh, it's not free. No, it is your natural state. Okay. Because the analytical mind often comes in arguing, arguing otherwise. So, so as the breath continues to slow, as you practice this in the meditation, at a certain point, we acknowledge heart intelligence, the heart opening, okay, which allows us to practice accessing the elevated emotion of compassion, an elevated emotion that complements a free mind. A compassionate mind is a free mind. A free mind is a compassionate mind. Compassion frees the mind, it frees yourself, and it frees the world around you. And it honors the highest version of yourself. Just ask the Dalai Lama what he says about compassion. He's all over that. <laughs> Imagine a world more compassionate. Imagine a world that is seen through compassionate eyes. Love, forgiveness, expand through compassion. So continuing on in the meditation, as the mind is calming, the heart is opening, we calmly at a certain point repeat and receive the words, again, my mind is free. I am a light in this world. My mind is free. I am a light in this world. And these are A Course in Miracles inspired words. It's actually a lesson from A Course in Miracles. It's an important spiritual lesson as to our true function in this world. Our true function is not the roles we play, the titles we hold, the jobs we do. It is that we are a light in this world. Not just me, not just my neighbor, but every single person we see. I am a light in this world. So that's repeated. Then the meditation goes on slowly to remind you that 
at a certain point, it says a free mind is not a perfect one, nor meant to be. It is a conscious practice. These words, when received, when the subconscious is open, help to calm the ego's voice. Okay, because the ego would say, oh, a free mind is a perfect mind. No, my mind is free. There's no process. There's no journey to. That's just the way it is. The more we do the work on this, can you imagine the power of wholly, wholeheartedly accepting this? These are really important words. So then we arrive at a place in the meditation where we practice quietly breath after breath, as I stated at the beginning of the call, stepping back. It's the practice of stepping back, having that sense as the breath continues to slow that we're literally stepping back in the mind, creating space. Now, this takes practice. Some days I'm really good at it. Some days I suck at it. Okay. Very powerful. A sense that we are stepping back. This is also A Course in Miracles inspired, a very powerful practice. Stepping back from our thoughts and our thinking. We're aware of them, less identified with them. We become that awareness, that quiet, calm awareness. And as a as Byron Katie states, allow them to let go of you in that space of stepping back. Allow them to let go of you. You become that quiet awareness, noting and allowing them to let go of you. Just think about how that serves us in daily life when we get caught up with the stuff we get caught up with. <laughs> So, and through this practice, we recognize as we stand back that we often do not want what these thoughts bring. But from that place of observation, we quietly understand that, oh, we don't judge it. We just don't want what that thought brings. So we allow it to let go of us. Then as we get set to end the meditation, I've integrated a short visualization component. And I've done this now in most meditations I create for you. As I feel it's it's actually not right to leave that part out. Leave out visualization. Um, or, or leave it for a specific meditation on visualization. It's important, I feel, and because of the research also being done out there, specifically by Dr. Joe Dispenza, it's important because the subconscious mind is open and the heart is open to include a space for visualization. However short or long that is, and this comes like uh, close to the end of the meditation. So you you're just breathing slowly, your mind is open, your heart is open, and there's this space for visualization where you just quietly ask what you wish to experience on this day, who you wish to be, what you wish to, and, and, and you know, so 
So there's that space for visualization. And then, of course, the gratitude that ampl amplifies that visualization and expands manifestation. And I always use the words gratitude for all of it, just in case there's things you're not grateful for. And uh, gratitude in advance, even before something that you are intending is perhaps materially real in your life. That is a super duper elevated form of gratitude. And who was it that talks? Oh, Dr. Joe talks a lot about it. And Dr. Neil Donald Walsh or, talks a lot about it in his work, this gratitude in advance before it's even happened. Now, that's a hard level of gratitude to practice when the brain and mind are busy but it's so much easier to practice that level of gratitude. And that is a super high level of gratitude when the brain is calm. So as we get set to end the meditation, you will hear these words. A quiet confidence unfolds as I step back. I observe quietly, compassionately. And I find that it begins to spill over into the day. This quiet, calm freedom comes with me more and more. This quiet center remains, giving me rest even in a busy day. Now, I've put those words in there specifically because it's planting in there that the work that goes on during meditation has this beautiful spillover effect. And it's meant to, and it's, it's proven that it does. If you're just committed to doing the work, that it has this spillover effect and it comes into your days. And that's why I integrate. It comes more and more with me into my day. So imagine going deeper with this work of stepping back and actually experiencing some moments because you've been doing the work where you're in the heat of something and you get that sense by taking a few breaths because you've been doing the work of stepping back, right? That's possible. And that's why I've integrated those words into the at the end of the meditation. So that's it. Uh, that's your meditation this month. Um, as the month September unfolds, you'll find I'll be in inspiring you via the Facebook group uh, or an e-letter, or I might even possibly hold a mid-month mid call. Uh, I'd like to get a little more into the science of your mind on meditation. I'm kind of a super freak on that. I love it. I love the science of the mind on meditation. Love, 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 love. Just uh, read some words from, um, you know, a headspace study that was done on meditation and how, you know, what actually happens is that centers in the brain responsible for anxiety and stress, um, they get dialed down, they actually get smaller and centers in the brain responsible for memory function, focus, um, and you know, just, uh, you know, creativity, they expand, they get bigger, they get stronger. This is being studied. It's really cool. So I'm going to be sharing more about you with you on that September is science month, baby. 
So stay tuned for that coming at you. Uh, as I said, it might be, might just post it in an e-letter on the Facebook, or I might hold a mid-month call. And it's all about the science of the mind on meditation, because I'd like to go on a little longer with that. It's so cool. So here's a few tips on how to use your meditation. If you have a shorter daily practice, use the 13-minute meditation, 13 meditation as your main daily practice, okay? You don't need to use the longer one. Just the main thing, wherever you are with your practice, on track, off track, or somewhere in between, is that you just become consistent with it. That's key. It's not necessarily length of time. So if you have a shorter daily practice, um, use the shorter one, right? Almost as soon as you wake, you've got your meditation all set to go. Oh, just put my light bulb on there. Um, and, and uh, you know, you're, you're like, I literally have it all set up. Okay, I've got my meditation spot. I've got my my smartphone, my earphones. I use an eye mask and it's all set up. I'm not looking for that in the morning. So I quite literally get up. I got to go to the bathroom first. That's got to get done. And then I sit, sit down and meditate. So get up, pee, meditate. Those are the steps. <laughs> okay, so if you have a shorter practice, use the 13-minute meditation. If you have a longer daily practice, that's why I've created the 18-minute extended practice. Because years ago, I know I had a few lovely humans that said, Angela, I've got a little bit of a longer practice, and so now I create that longer one for you. So that's that's for you. If you are feeling off track or it, off track with your practice, use the shorter meditation to get back on track. Okay, if something difficult is happening in your life, it is okay. Your life is just it. Something is okay. It's fallen apart. Is something difficult happening? Do not stop meditating. You need it even more, dear, dear, dear one. Okay, use the short meditation because I get it. When life is really difficult, it's really messed up. Something's happening. Just use the shorter meditation practice, keep going. Okay. You need it then even more than ever. And if you can, if you're able to, if you're having some really difficult times and you can meditate again during the day before you go to bed, try it. You need it then even more. Okay. If you are healing through something, you know, you've got some health issues. I think, and I think the science backs this up, you need to meditate like a ninja. Because meditation literally puts your brain and body into a healing state. It literally tells all the cells in your body, the life systems, okay, I'm ready to heal. It shifts you out of survival and stress into all is well, I'm ready to heal. Like it literally does. So if you are going through something health-wise, I would suggest meditate like a ninja. <laughs> okay. And, or if it's just like really life is falling apart, see if you can meditate. If you, for sure, keep your morning practice. That is just so, that's like a non-negotiable. 
but see if you can integrate a, a, a few short meditations into your day because that'll really, really help. Okay, so now, dear ones, I'm going to uh, open it to any questions there may or may not be, but I thank you for joining me. And like I said, your meditations will be live for you one day early. Uh, you'll be able to use them tomorrow. And I'd love to hear what you think about them if you want to share. So thank you. But there you go. Thank you so much, 